We in this thing for real. Y'all hear me? Welcome to V Forever. I'm your boy V. This is V. You already know who it is. This is episode seven. Thank you for uh, being on this journey so far. This has been a good run so far. Seven episodes. Seven, 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 seven. Run my luck up. I forgot what song that was. Oh, yeah. Please shut up, the ASAP mob people. But anyway, let me just get to it real quick. Because I want to have this to be another short episode. We're going to get back to the nitty gritty. These next, like last episode was a short one. This one's going to be a short one too. We're going to get back to the nitty gritty and get into a little bit more of deep talk situations next week, of course. Next episode. You you already know it's going to be Fridays all the time, but special circumstances of political nature had, a, had, a, had arisen, had arisen and... You know, I had to get I had to get down. Get down on it. Yeah, so listen. Follow me on V Forever Network on Instagram. Young V Forever on Twitter. V Forever on YouTube. And Young V Forever at gmail.com. Y-U-N-G and V Forever just like the place spelled. Like the thing is spelled. Like the podcast spelled, I mean. Listen. Follow me on Spotify and on Apple Music. If you found it, just subscribe. Send this to your friends. We're trying to grow a thing here, this thing of ours. This thing of ours? We're trying to grow this here. We're trying to we're trying to get more people involved. The more people involved, the more fun we have anyway. So, with that being said, let's start the episode. I want to explain why. Uh, actually, I did explain why Saturday. I did just explain why we're not doing this on a Friday. Why you got it late. Things popped up. Honestly, the topic for today was contingent on how my week was. It's been a kind of a crazy week. But here we are. Listen. I have... I wanted to update y'all on plans for V Forever because I talked about it last week, video version coming soon. And I wanted to talk about the actual, excuse me, let me fix that mic real quick. I wanted to talk about the other video ideas now that when we start getting the YouTube videos up, because that's coming soon. I wanted to just not just put the podcast up. I wanted to put other projects up entertaining things um this the the first thing that's going to happen will be video essays um 
album studies, basically, hip-hop album studies. I'm going to be uh, talking in depth about an album. I want to get into the just albums that I was really interested in. I want to get into the history of these albums, and I want to learn something. And I think, I think that we can learn something together. And so once we learn, once I learn and dive deep into these things, I think y'all are going to like the albums that I picked, too. The first album, right off bat, I haven't started production on it yet. I haven't started the script on it yet or anything like that, but I just know that the first album I want to do is the Don Caluminati and the Seven Day Theory by Machiavelli. That was Tupac's final album when he was alive. It was recorded in, or it was recorded in like three days, mixed and mastered in four. And I think that one of the things that always interested me or confused me, well, because how do I want to word that? Not confused me, because I still don't have an answer on what is the seven-day theory. It was like, and I think it had to do with how it was recorded, because Tupac did pick, actually, I need to find out if Tupac even picked the name of the album. I need to find that out, too. So that's where the... um. I think that's where we're going with it when it comes to some of these video essays. I want to talk about how they were during that time, the mindset of the album, albums prior that led up to this album, in hindsight kind of thing. Because it's all 2020 when it's hindsight. So that's where I'm at with that. This week was kind of crazy. I, I was listening to, um, y'all might not know this album. Paid in Full, Eric B. and Rakim. I was listening. I didn't listen to a whole album, to be honest. I was listening to the first song, I Ain't No Joke. I Ain't No Joke. I used to let the mic smoke, and now I slam it when I'm done and make sure it's broke. That's the first song on the album. That's a very, it's an iconic um, beat. The that that and then obviously this week for some reason i had on repeat i ain't even gonna do it paid in full i had paid in full on my mind thinking of a master plan because ain't nothing but sweating inside my hands so i dig into my pocket all my money is spent so i dig deeper still nothing up but i mean yeah whatever Start my mission, leave my residence, thinking how could I make some dead presidents. I need money. I used to be a stick-up kid, so I think of all the devious things I did. I used to roll up. This is a hold-up. Nothing's money, nothing's not. It's still another move but the money. But now I earned, earned, cause I learned, earned, because I'm righteous. I feel great. So maybe I might just search for a nine-to-five. And if I strive, then maybe i stay alive. So I walk down the street, whistling this, feeling out of place, because, man, do I miss? A pen and a paper, a studio, a tape, or me and Eric being a nice big plate of fish, which is my favorite dish. Without no money, it's still a wish. But I don't like to dream about getting paid, so I dig into the books of the rhymes that I made. Check the studio, I got pull. Check the studio, because I'm paid in full, 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 full. That's the, uh, I had to do it. Because you, you know this is hip-hop, right? You know this is hip-hop. I'm inspired today. I'm inspired today out of all days. I saw Yasin Bey. I saw Yasin Bey on YouTube. I, <laughs> I didn't see him in person, but it was, it's, it's so special, yo. If y'all don't know about him, his name was Most Deaf. Um, Yasin Bey is his real name. He changed his name in the 2000s. I forget what year, honestly. But 
I saw him on YouTube on a podcast called The People's Party with his with his partner, Crime Talib Kweli, you know, Black Star. If y'all saw the first episode, or maybe it was the second episode where I talked about hip-hop, my people. Actually, it was the first episode, the Dave Chappelle era, which Dave Chappelle, Talib Kweli, and Yasin Bey, you know, I was going to say formerly known as Most Deaf, but in that, in that podcast episode, he talked about how he doesn't like that people say that because it's almost like it was better when he was most deaf or something like that. And honestly, and yeah, the three of them have a podcast, Dave Chappelle, Yasin Bey, and Talib Kweli. And I think that's the order of how I like them, honestly, how I just said it. Because I, I definitely like, yeah, I'm definitely more into Dave Chappelle, but... And oh my god, what a combination. But yeah, those three are like my childhood hip hop experience. And honestly, I I just get in, you you get inspired when you hear people that you miss. And you don't realize you miss them. Cuz Yasin Bey, he lives in Barcelona. He doesn't he, he lives in Barcelona now, right? And and when you when it's somebody that's away, when it's somebody that is out the way there's a mystique that grows on them you start to think they get like the celebrity vibe like that they're probably not really relatable as a person like they just talk about art and like the feeling of the vibrations of the art and he definitely was a little bit on that but he was a regular guy at the same time because he was talking to his friend so that's and that was that inspired me yo because I always thought that these people were people that couldn't, like, you couldn't really attain that level like that. Like, I always thought because the image that they put out was an unrealistic level of artistic ideal. Like, kind of like how if you talk to about Lady Gaga to people, like, if you, uh, if you talk to her, I feel like she's like, she's in this see i'm not even trying to be evil on it i'm not even trying to say evil things about lady gaga but you know the people in the art world the actual the fashion industry world the modern art world the expression art you know the the physical art you know paint yourself in the middle of the road and stand there for three days art people they're like so far removed from reality like they're not they don't act like real people and they're so unrelatable. And it's and and I think it comes with the the idea that that world is so fugazi. Fugazi, yo. Like they're all fake. It's all fake. It's not like it's Oh, damn. Dropped the mic on them. Had to drop the mic. I was I was starting to drop a little too much heat on them. I and I'm I'm trying not to be venomous. I'm trying not to be venomous on these episodes. But when I have to I have to talk about society in itself and I got to be honest because Lady Gaga is somebody's hero. She's got her monsters. But when I think about those people that people love and admire, they're so far away from reality like Cause I I couldn't see you just eating arroz con gandule like randomly like you like and it's not even like that you just eat um 
freaking snails and pasta. Like, I'm not even trying to say that's all they're into, but they just, the way they speak, the way they act, it's there's a disconnect from reality. But that has nothing to do with what I was trying to say. I'm glad Yasin Bey is not like that. They, he is just a Muslim man who is very into, he is very uh, uh, close to his creator, to his religion, and he has ideas that he believes in, and he stands up for these ideas. That is it. Like, that's a... Uh, that's all it is. Like, he stands up for the idea. But he was kicking jokes, too. I was inspired, man. I was inspired. And he talks about how the consumer, like, they want everything. But that's not how it works. The exchange isn't that way. It's it's just, man, I was inspired, bro. You get inspired when you listen to people like that. It's hard not to be inspired by people like Yasin. But anyway... Cause you already know, yo. Pull up to your spot on low shine, brighter than all the rappers they got on blow. Laying the cut like they're not going no. Cause if I gotta make a move, Sunday not going no. It's Dormont private. This is not full show. It's most deaf what you call real full show. It's they what you call gangster? Hell no. They get a little pinch and go snitch to the pole. They all talk fast and they all think slow. Uh, I most definitely not think so. Like, come on. Laying the cut with my black cream folks and this crew ain't scared to let things go, uh. Stop with the nonsense. I keep conscious. I don't hate, dog. I don't hate y'all. I don't play hate, so I don't play hate, y'all. Keep it straight, I get the fuck about my face, dog. I'm like the second face to make the tower face off. That shit'll let you know it's really not a game, y'all. You my grind and my grind ain't the same, dog. I'm the catalog. You the same song. I messed up the lyrics a couple times, but come on, that's come on, that's y'all seen, boy. That's most deaf, boy. Like, that's inspiring. And I wanted to talk about another inspiring thing that I wanted to talk about is Tyler, the creator. His album, he dropped the album, right? Call me if you get lost. Let me talk about that because. Tyler, the creator, is somebody I could say I kind of grew up with. He came out when I was probably 15. And I loved it immediately. At first, it was a shock. Then I loved it. Then I felt then I grew up. I grew up and it felt like he was growing up, but we weren't growing up as the same type of people. You know what I mean? Like, we weren't growing into the same type of people. He was going into that artsy direction. I liked the grimy direction. I've always had the artsy direction, but I've always kept it low, too. Like, I I, I like to keep it on the hub. Let me explain it. Bastard was his first album, right? That album was pretty good. It was all right. And he produces all his albums. And that's what we're going to get into with Tyler. That album's all right. Then Goblin comes out. That's where Yonkers comes from. And that's what made him blow up, right? That album was better than Bastard. And and you can hear the progression in his beats, too. Because the first album, like, the beats weren't that great. 
But he could always hold his own. He, You could tell he was doing his thing. The thing is, Goblin, he got better. Then Wolf was like the genesis of a new direction. More instrumentation. More of a jazzy feeling. It was very... It was at his baby stage, but it was still Tyler rapping. But then there was like one like one song, Tree Home, that you knew what direction he wanted to go to in the future. Cherry Bomb comes out, and I have no notes for this because this is all off the dunk because this is a feeling. Because Tyler, the creator, and I have a relationship, not, not a real relationship, but a correlation in the sense that, like I said, we grew we grew into different situations creatively kind of thing. And I'm not saying that I'm anywhere near at the level of a Tyler the Creator. That's not what I'm saying. I'm just saying like our likes. Because I'm getting I'm I'm getting to this I'm getting to call me when you get lost. But we're we're at Cherry Bomb now, right after Wolf. Cherry Bomb had the rapping. He was going for like the nerd sound, like N-E-R-D, with the all the girls that is in the love for the bedroom. The like he had more of a disruptive voice and then more melodies. So he was going that way. He was going that way. He didn't rap as much, but he did have a song with Kanye Lil Wayne. He was going in a different direction. And it wasn't that good. Like it wasn't that good because he wasn't that good yet and he was singing a lot on it too but it wasn't that good couple years later flower boy comes out i don't care about it like i'll be honest i wasn't into that anymore i like i wasn't into the tyler the creator thing that that uh juvenile thing anymore i wasn't really into it um Igor comes out but but I will say that this this is when Tyler was starting to get more mainstream appreciation people were like this flower boy was definitely one that people were starting to take note of and they're like yeah Tyler's coming into his own okay then Igor comes out like 2018 or 2019 I think it was 2019 because he comes out like every two years or something like that but yeah, 2019, Igor comes out, and Tyler has officially mastered producing, like that sound, that jazzy and poppy type sound that he was going for with Cherry Bomb, like with Some of Wolf and Cherry Bomb, because all the songs are produced by him. He writes all the music. He he produces all the music. Like, he arranges all the music. So, he mastered it. He mastered that. I wasn't into that album all the way. I, there was a couple songs that I really liked. Running Out of Time. A Boy is a Gun. Earthquake was good because, you know, Charlie, Charlie, you know, Charlie Wilson. Don't leave. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. My name is Charlie. Yeah, anyway. Um, now we're in 2021. And 
the lead up to this album was different. Because I want to start in about 2020. West Side Gun from Griselda. I had to drink water. My bad. Hold on. Let me drink some water right quick. My bad, y'all. My mouth was getting mad dry. Y'all. I usually drink a gallon of water, but this week I ain't really like prioritize it like that. I'm always drinking a gallon of water. So like, lately, this is like my second bottle, and it's about 6 p.m. So, you know, I'm mad dry right now. Pause. Yeah, pause, pause. Pause, yo. Excuse me, um. By the way, we out the trunk with it. We out the trunk with it. And we might be for a little while, y'all. <laughs> we out the trunk with it. We might be for a little while, y'all. I'm just letting y'all know that. But listen. West Side Gun from Griselda. He's my favorite member. The artistic man. He's the artistic one of the group. He's artistic. Pray for Paris, one of the best albums of that year, the last year. Tyler, the creator, was on it, and he was rapping on it. I'm thinking, hmm, hmm. Tyler, the creator, is hanging with these guys? This is interesting, because if y'all don't know this, there's a movement right now with the underground rap scene where all of these guys are hanging together. All of these guys are hanging together with similar producers and they are all making heat. Jim Jones with Harry Fraud, the alchemist with everybody the alchemist tries to be with, you know, or everybody who tries to be with the alchemist. Like, and you know who they are and you know what they're, what type of time they're on with the album cover. I feel like I said this in another episode. They have the artistic album cover. It's like a painting. I think Action Bronson might have been the first one with it, though. But listen, I'm thinking Tyler's rapping with these guys. Okay. Okay. And he rapped well. He raps well. He don't talk about much, but he was rapping well. It, it, you forget about that over the years. He he was never a bad rapper. Then Freddie Gibbs album. I hear him again. He's rapping again, but this time with Freddie Gibbs. He's with Freddie Gibbs. Okay, okay. What type of time is he on? Fast forward to twenty twenty one. Lumberjack. Rolls Royce hop out. Or Rolls Royce pop out, black boy pop out. That saw that saw or Rolls Royce pull up, black boy pop out. Shout out to my mama and my daddy didn't pull out. I was like, okay, okay. But and he had the like the I I I can't even replicate the beat right now because I don't even remember the beat. But it was that grime, right? That grime, that underground hip hop grime. And I hear somebody in the background of that song. DJ Drama? Gangsta Grills? Okay, what type of time is Tyler on? Then he puts out a song called What's Your Name? 90s, 2000s R&B vibe? Boom Bap? DJ Drama? 
type of time is he on? Finally, the album comes out. The entire album is a Gangsta Grills album? Like, Gangsta Grizzle. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, wait, DJ Drama has the, old, the whole album? You mean how Kid Capri did damn for Kendrick Lamar? DJ Drama did Call Me If You Get Lost for Tyler, the Creator? You mean to tell me Tyler, the Creator, produced all of these beats, though? Like, like if he was from 174th Street or something? <laughs> I don't even know what 147th Street, 147th, did I say 147th Street? Like, if he's from 147th or something, like, he got off the A train? Like, he got off the 6th? The seventh train down to to Bronx to the to the South Bronx though, to Poppies. Like he he literally the beat sound like he spent a year with Nas in '97. <laughs> like 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 he spent a year with Nas in the '90s for some reason. Like he had a time machine and he spent that time with the East Coast rappers of the '90s and. He also had the melodic. He had the rap. He had the melodic. But this album, he has mastered his craft. He has mastered his craft. The rapping was on point. The instrumentation was beautiful. There was nothing sloppy about any of it. It had the underground hip-hop feel to it. Mixtape era DJ drama. Listen, y'all, me and Tyler, the creator, met at the same path the day that I heard this album. I was at a point to where I'm done listening to these radio people. You hear that Coyle Ray song? What's it called? No More Parties, I think. <laughs> yo, I heard that song. I thought it was a joke for real, yo. Hanging them in the and then the make the Stallion song, hint in the in the I'm gonna touch it in I'm I'm at a point to where I don't listen. I, well, it's been years since I listened to the radio for real, but I'm at a point to where I don't need to hear anybody that I don't want to listen to. If Tyler is coming with that Gen Z, <laughs> if you coming to me with that Gen Z shit, I'm skipping this. I don't want to hear about um nah, none of this TikTok, none of this nonsense talk. Like if you're coming with me with that baby stuff, Tyler, I'm skipping it and I'm done with it. Cause that's cause that was when I was 15, I was okay with you talking about being sad about um, teenage things because I was a teenager. But when I tell you Tyler, the creator, came at us like a grown man, a grown-ass man at that, coming from one grown-ass man, I respect that. <laughs> I salute that. Like, you have no choice. You have no choice but to like this album 
if you like the type of music that I'm talking about. And I already mentioned some people. I already mentioned them grimy people. Word up. Shout out to Lloyd Banks. I can't get past the voice, but I respect the man. Jim Jones, Capo, he been on he been on it. Some would say he is the best member of Dipset at the end of the day. I'm still waiting on the next um Cameron project. Cause that's gonna if Cameron works with Harry Fraud, like if Cameron works with the people he needs to work with, I I I, I don't know I don't know about Jim Jones, you know. Cause Jim Jones can't rap as good as Cameron. He has been. But it's also a beat selection thing, in my opinion. But listen, Tyler the Creator came with grown man subjects. There's like a seven minute song about him having an affair or being in the middle of a love triangle. Come on, yo. That and it well, it didn't really give me Biggie I got a story to tell vibes. It wasn't like that, but it was like, it was storytelling, and I'm into it. And you need, it's just, he was on his grown man, yo. He was on that. Because I'm tired of these kid rappers. I'm tired of these rappers talking about things. And it's like, it's things kids shouldn't. Okay, there's two different types of kid rappers. There's the kid rapper who literally only talks about the child. Like, it, it's just stuff that the kids would like. Because they don't really listen to music, so that like they don't really listen to the words, so they're okay with you talking about sipping on lean, killing my fiends, killing my friends, killing my ex. <laughs> like they're okay with that type of rap. What? What was that in the back? We had the trunk with it, but they're okay with that type of rap. And then there's the Todd the Creator emo slash type teenage rap. In the past, that, that was in the past. He's not like that no more. Listen, listen, Eric, all of my old heads, all the OGs, you can listen to Tyler. He spent the summer in 174th and 5th in Broadway. You can listen to Tyler now. It's okay to listen to Tyler. He still has some of those mentalities, but I do agree with the idea of having a passport <laughs> that he was talking about. Like... Man, I'm proud of that. Like, because I don't know the man. I'll probably never know the man. I don't have a reason to know the man. But I just feel proud when I see growth. Like, when I see the end. When there's, like, when when it meets. When it finally gets. Like, this is him at his highest. Like, J. Cole was at his highest Probably KOD might have been like he's at his pinnacle, and I think he stayed. He's still at his pinnacle with uh, that season. What was it called? Fall off season, Tr- comeback season. My bad. The new, you know, the new one, twenty twenty one one. Cause he was making some of his best music on that album. A lot of people aren't talking about it, but listen, yeah, and. I'm just happy for it because because you want to see that you want to see it all come together. And I don't And it's yes, it's I'm happy because it finally aligned with the things that I like. But obviously, <laughs> like, how else would you have it? 
Listen, like, I'm not going to listen to something I don't like. I don't want to listen to Billie Eilish, stupid ass. Y'all like Billie Eilish? Be honest. Do y'all really like Billie Eilish? She talks like this. She sings like that. She always got him like going mad. <laughs> she, like, y'all like that? Y'all really like that? Like, Trick Daddy said Beyonce can't really sing, but he ain't saying nothing about Billie Eilish. Like, come on, let's go. Let's be honest. That ain't singing. She like people like she one of the ones saying that rappers is just talking nonsense. She was talking bad about hip hop, right? She like she is the people who say rapping is just talking with uh with rhyming. Just talking in rhyme in rhymes. She literally just does that. Like she literally just talks in rhymes with a little bit of a melody. Like, come on. I ain't with that Billy Island. <laughs> like, and I don't, I, I don't even know why I have such a hard stance on it, but I am not into Billy Eilish at all. At all. Or Post Malone. Anybody who had a negative thing to say about hip hop yet benefited from having hip hop artists on their songs, aka Vince Staples with Billy Eilish. Some of y'all don't know these songs, but listen, anybody who talked bad about hip hop but benefited from having rappers on their songs, a.k.a. Rockstar 21 Savage, Justin Bieber, Travis Scott, Miley Cyrus, Juicy J, Katy Perry, Juicy J, Kanye West. I don't know if uh, Katy Perry actually said something bad about hip-hop or Justin Bieber. I don't remember, but I know Justin Bieber said the wild N-word when he was a kid. So, yeah. But, <laughs> yeah, I'm not into that. So I am glad that it finally came together. Like, he made an album that really came together with who he, with his age, kind of like his, I don't know, like his his artistic age. I don't know. Y'all know what I mean, though. But listen. That's kind of where I'm at with that. Hold up, hold up, hold up, hold up. And we're back. I experienced my first pitfall of being out the trunk with it. There are disadvantages. Being out the trunk with it has their dis has its disadvantages. But yeah, I was done. I was talking about his artistic age, or just how like his experience in the game kind of thing. He finally got there, and it took a. 10 years in the game pretty much 2011 2021 like 10 years like he got it but one of the topics i just wanted to end it on this i want to end the 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 podcast on the two topics i was going to talk about that were contingent on my week i had a good week but i just wanted to talk about i just wanted to talk anyway because everybody feels this this way. Um, I wanted to talk about failure and giving up. See, the first thing about failure is, the first thing is, it hurts. Okay, it hurts like hell. Failing hurts like hell. Let's be honest. Let, like, like, for real, y'all. Like, for real, let's be honest. Nobody wants to lose. Michael Jordan, if Michael Jordan had his way, his genes would be considered cool, but since he it, they're not, 
he could have six rings or seven rings, but he still takes an L in the fashion department for the rest of his life. So there we go. Everybody loses. Floyd Mayweather might have been undefeated, but that man had a patch of grass on his head looking crazy and boxed and had a boring fight with Logan Paul. So that's an L in my book, too. Sure, he got paid, but his legacy's tarnished, and nobody cares about his legacy anyway. And even he doesn't care because he's like, my legacy won't feed my kids. Like, bro, do you feed your kids? I mean, I mean, I guess your money feeds the kids, but did his kids stab somebody? But anyway, 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 that's an L, L, you know, anyway. We all, because I, I just sound like a wild hater just now. Shout out to Floyd. I like shout out to Floyd. Okay, he, I don't know if he's a good guy, but he didn't. Des- he didn't deserve that. Listen, everybody fails, and it hurts to fail. And the best thing, and this is as cliche as possible, the best thing to do with failure is to learn from it. The best thing you can do, the best thing you can learn from failure is that you should feel better in that you tried and failed than that you never tried at all. You should at least feel good in that you had the courage to go and fail. Were you prepared for the task? Were you prepared for it? Did you prepare enough? No. Maybe not as much as you thought you did. But in that, in the grind of failing and failing and failing and failing and failing, when you finally win, you will think back to the times that failing felt so bad but you didn't let it consume you because that's the next thing that when you win it is the greatest victory it's like you did something impossible even if you do something that can that people have done time and time again and will do time and time again and probably do it better than you your experience is your experience anyway so it doesn't matter what other people do better than you anyway like be real You learn from your failure. You accept this failure. You accept. And when you fail, accept that shit. Like, you failed. Be honest with yourself. Accept it. Because you failed. And there's something to learn about it. So learn. You might fail again, even after you learn, but you'll learn some more. Don't let it consume you, though, because you are not your failures. You're not your failures. You're not a failure because you fail. You're a failure because you don't try. The failures, when we talk about people who are failures, they were people who were too afraid to go out and do something different and ended up doing nothing. They were so paralyzed by the world. The world, the weight of failure paralyzed them. That's the failure. There's people who are too scared to fail that they will do nothing at all just so that they don't have that crushing feeling of failure because failure is not there is nothing pretty about it some people laugh it off 
some people just say, oh, man, it was, or, like, deflect and, like, say that it was because of something else. I wasn't even trying, young. It's, it hurts to lose. It hurts to fail. But if you let the failure crush you, that's when you really failed. And that goes into the next topic. The next thing I just wanted to say, because we about to wrap this up. When is it time to give up? This will surprise you. The sign that something that you're trying isn't for you is this. Because this is when you truly give up on something. And not even necessarily give up. It's you decide to move in a different direction. You don't give up. You move in a, dif- in a different direction. You realize that this path to this isn't for you. Go and try another path. Because truly giving up on something, that means that you never really wanted to do it anyway. But the truth is, some people, most people, don't give it their all like they think they do. Fail and think that something isn't for them and give up. When you're honest with yourself, you can at least say, at least in my case, when I had to talk about mastering your craft, it did open up my mind more and it helped me be honest to myself more that I wasn't trying as hard as I was trying at things when do you decide to move in a different direction is when you decide that you're gonna give it all of you you're gonna grind and try to complete it and if you fail that's when you go in a new direction there's another path to take to get to where you want to go and this path might not be the way to go But you'll get there eventually, but it's just not your path. God hasn't opened up that door for you. Everybody doesn't have the same path. So listen, you will surprise yourself when you give something your all. When you decide that you would rather die than not try. I would rather fail a million times than not give it my all at this task. And then when you're at this task, you're like, if I fail, I fail. But I know damn well I tried. I tried as hard as I could, yo. I gave it everything I had. That's when you move in a different direction. But you don't just quit because something's hard, yo. You don't decide to quit because something's difficult. You have to navigate that. Something good will be difficult. Something good for you might be difficult. And this could be with anything. Um, dieting, school, work, all of that stuff. Like, any, anything, exercise, like things like that. You give it your honest try. Work at it. Build yourself up with it. And if you just can't, if you just can't see improvement and you just, you just can't seem to do it, that's when you move in a new direction. But it's time to give up if you can't do it. If you 
if you can't get motivated to go in that direction. Like if you can't, if you don't see yourself trying, like if, if it doesn't, if it just doesn't get you up and make you want to try, it's because it's not for you. If you, if it makes you not want, if nothing can make you want it, that's when you know it's not for you. That's everything. If nothing makes you want it, like if there's nothing that can motivate you, that means it's not for you. To go a different route, go a different route to a different subject. That's probably all I wanted to say, to be honest. I think this episode's done, to be honest, but. I just wanted to say that because uh, everybody everybody needs some encouragement. Some people are harder to motivate, but I think for self motivation, you should think you should think to yourself more honestly. I know a lot of people lash out at people because they're mad at themselves, and that comes with being honest with yourself too, just to um, accept your failures as a person. I think that's what this what what this human condition is about what humans are about because we're just about each other at the same time at the end of the day because that's all we have anyway but thank you for listening to v forever i'm v follow me on instagram young v forever gmail i mean email me at young v forever at gmail.com young v forever at gmail.com Actually, Instagram is V Forever Network. V Forever Network, Young V Forever on Twitter. V Forever on YouTube. V Forever is the name of the podcast. Spotify, Apple Podcast. Follow me, share it. We're trying to build an army, better yet, the Navy. You know, I was going with Hove on that one. But we're trying to build something here. So let's have some fun. We're going to be in the trunk with it. We're going to be out the trunk with it for a while, but we coming with a different topic now for the next couple of days. I mean, for the next week, we're going to come we're going to come back correct. This is just an appetizer. Thank you very much. Uh this was V. And have a great day. Peace. Forever.